to Who All Gonna Be There, a podcast by artists for artists. We talk cash shit about everything, sometimes we get messy, and it all counts as art because we say so. I'm Mel, I'm black, a woman, an artist. For those who have a problem with that, you can stay mad and out of the way. <laughs> this week, I'm a balloon pilot, a patois tutor for Chet Hanks and Brad Pitt, and irony of ironies, I've just signed an NDA to be Kevin Samuel's ghost biographer. This is podcast terrorist, Trap adept, drill disciple, black Maximiliano, Maxi Max, Mod Mox. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. For those of you listening at home wondering how to support Nat Turner Project, you can support Nat Turner Project by becoming a patron. Check out our Patreon, our exclusive Book of Sedition zines, our explicit Behind the Paywall podcast where we get extra messy. Shop our our Etsy full of totes, buttons, and various NTP publications, including Black Abbey, about the Black Abbey residency. Shout out Sharita Town. You can find us on iTunes and all streaming platforms. Leave a review and send comments, questions to Project Zero at gmail.com. And don't forget to donate to our fundraising, fundraiser Drinking Gourd 2. Link on the Instagram or search Drinking Gourd Fellowship 2 on GoFundMe. Loosen those purse strings or it'll be our hands in your pockets, lads. Yeah, broke men's don't donate. Don't be a broke boy. Turner Project. Thank you, everyone, for joining us once again to this little podcast of ours. Today we have a really, really special treat. First of all, we are broadcasting from our new space, as Max mentioned, Black Hole Studios out here in Northeast Portland. But also, we are kicking off our first show, our first in-person show, 
in this new spot with not one, but two guests, a dynamic duo of creativity and friendship and extremely talented individual artists in their own right. Welcome, Laura Camilla Medina and Angela Marie Sainz as, Ma I hope I'm saying this right, um, <laughs> Maracuya con leche. Yes, you yes. killed it, that was perfect. All right, bio number one. Laura Camilla Medina, born 1995, is an interdisciplinary artist born in Bogota, Colombia. Her immersive installations and animated collage work have been exhibited at the Center for Contemporary Art and Culture, Planeta, New York, Fuller Rosen Gallery, Wyden Kennedy, the Portland Art Museum, and with the Nat Turner Project. She was awarded the New Media Fellowship at Open Signal, Artist in Residence at the Living School of Art, IPRC Artists and Writers, and residence program, Acre Residency, and most recently, the Centrum Emerging Artist Residency. She earned her BFA at the Pacific Northwest College of Art and is currently based in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Angela Marie Sines, born in 1996 in Omaha, Nebraska, creates paintings and drawings rooted in personal observation of the human experience. Under the influence of 20th century painters, her works aim to address and question the traditions of portraiture as it relates to intimacy, identity, and humanity. Science received her BFA from Pacific Northwest College of Art in Portland, Oregon in 2018. In 2020, she presented Imagine Imagina with collaborator Laura Medina through the support of Portland Street Art Alliance's Ladies Up Mural Project. In recent years, she has participated in residency with the Living School of Art IPRC Artists and Writers in Residence Program, and Caldera Arts. She has exhibited work throughout Portland, Oregon at Wyden and Kennedy, Center for Contemporary Art and Culture, and Wellwell Projects. She is based in Portland, Oregon. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, so first things first, I heard a rumor that someone uh, just had a birthday. Oh, yes, I did. Um, born on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just two days ago, I turned 26. Nice. Yay. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank Happy you. Birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Cinco de <laughs> Do you feel different 26? Um, the second half of your 20s? A little bit. I feel like a few weeks leading to my 26th birthday, I just started saying I was 26. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it also feels weird because I think about next year and how I'll be 27 and how that will feel even more strange. Um, and it's weird because I love aging and I love the idea <laughs> of like my elders and the wisdom that people provide as they, they grow older. Um, but it does feel weird to experience that, like, wow, I'm actually, like, nearing my 30s, and, like, yeah, I still feel, um, in some ways, I still feel like a child, but not necessarily a child in the sense that, like, we think of one more, like, um, I feel still, like, feel like this young soul that's still trying to figure things out, you know? Yeah. Um, but also really grateful, I think, um. You know, like, I wouldn't have imagined that, like, the things that I'm doing at age 26, I guess, like, looking back at it, my 18-year-old self would be, like, pretty proud of, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think, um, yeah, so I think in that way, when I think about who I'm living for or what I'm living for, then I think I'm doing pretty good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 
What's it like to uh, share your birthday with a holiday? It's a, it's very strange. I feel like it was, I think it's kind of like, I don't know if ironic's the right, the right word. It's also weird because like, like being a Latinx person, you're like, oh, haha, like I would be born on Cinco de Mayo, especially since I'm like uh, Mexican and El Salvadorian. So like, um, it's, I don't know, I guess it's like a little joke with myself. It's also one of those things where it's like, yeah, if I go out to a bar or something, it's like kind of like St. Patrick's Day for like the rest of the world. You know what I mean? It's so we went to we went to Aztec Willie's on Angela's twenty first birthday, and it was like impossible to even get to the bar, like get a mm-hmm. drink from the bar. It was so packed. Yeah. So like, there's like uh at least everyone's partying so there's like a yeah. festive energy but it's also like oh my gosh everyone's out you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's also one of those holidays that's just been like really taken out of context yeah. so it's like kind it's of not strange. like a real holiday it's a real holiday it? but it's not mexico's independence yeah, day that's like I mean, yeah. and it's not i don't know i don't know you know how the, the u.s loves to um capitalize on any any holiday yeah, yeah. any holiday yeah any holiday that gives them an excuse to drink and sell, sell. yeah, just make money. Yeah, but so you know? do you. But you always get you always get free drinks on Secret of Mine. Do I? I don't know. I haven't. I don't think. I mean, I mean, yeah, people yeah. like will buy you a drink because yeah, it's yeah, your birthday. birthday. But it, like some bars, you're like, you're just, like, hey, today's my birthday. Really? Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I, I haven't done that. Well, we oh. didn't drink really hardcore when it was my birthday. We ate a lot of really oh, good food. Birthday, that's past birthday. That's past birthday. We ate a lot of good food. It was so good. We went to... Um, Urdaneta. Yeah. It's like a fine dining, like tapas bar. I suggest it. You guys should go. Yeah. It was was really good. Did you feel like really like fancy and like adult? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I felt like my, like basically more like my, my authentic self in the sense that like, it's probably because I'm a tourist, you know, like, I love, like, just, like, the finer things in life. Mm-hmm. Not that I need them all the time, but every once in a while, you're like, yeah, I want to eat, like, good, rich-ass food and drink, like, a really good crafted drink that somebody made really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, yeah, just, like, the flavor. Um, and I think for me that was like really special like that was like the thing I was looking towards was the food mm-hmm. it was delicious yeah. I recommend it it definitely had so many like ratatouille moments <laughs> you know what I'm talking about no have yes. you seen ratatouille I have seen ratatouille okay Rats scared me <laughs> okay you know the when he like finds the cheese and the mushroom and it like zaps and then he eats it yeah. and he also does it with like a cheese and strawberry He's like eat the cheese and then the strawberry and then the like fireworks go oh. off in his like in his little head. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Wow. Like everything had such like intentional deep layered flavors and tiny bites because it was also like the tiniest portions ever. Mm-hmm. But everything like it was worth like it was yeah, definitely worth it. it. Yeah, we shared it. We got like six, six different tapas. We got two different desserts. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Yeah. Nice. Awesome, yeah, well, happy birthday. Thank you. Um, So we're going to ask the question of y'all that we've been asking everyone who comes on our show since uh, March of 2020, which is, how are y'all doing, like, in 2022, which is, like, the longest, shortest year ever? Like, Mm -hmm. how are you coping with all of this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Do you want to go first? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like for me, I just take it day by day. I think it's it definitely feels like a weird, like, transitional moment. Like, life-wise, like, I feel like I'm going through transitions. But also, like, I feel, like, it's feeling a little bit rushed to, like, I don't know, like, go back to pre-2020, and it doesn't feel natural. Like, it feels like, like, part of me is just, like, fighting the urge to, like, act like COVID isn't a real thing, and it's, like, it isn't affecting people still. Like, I'm I'm having a really hard time just, like, like, I, I, you know, I see so many people just, like, living on their lives going to the grocery store without a mask i'm not trying to judge anyone but it's like whoa like i don't think i feel comfortable with that just yet Mm -hmm. so it's been kind of like trying to navigate like how quickly the government is like pushing covid and everything that's happened the past two years just pushing it back like it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. when i know that it's it does still exist it feels very strange yeah Mm mm-hmm feel like for me like time has moved by so fast I mean I think for everyone it definitely has but kind of like Lau was saying how like it just feels like transition after transition because um, we graduated with our BFAs in 2018 and so mm-hmm. we spent two years out of college and then right away two years like in a pandemic so it still feels fresh to me. Like I kind of mm. just got out of college, but when I think about it, it's like no, it's been four years. It's been four years. That's insane. Which is crazy. And then like, cause four is closer to five, you know. And then you're like, wow, that's half a decade. Yep. Um, I think it's made me realize how fast time has gone by. I yeah. think that, you know, I tend to be more of an optimist when it comes to like whatever life gives you. Um, but yeah, I feel like I learned a lot about myself, but like in a good way. And yeah. I think it pushed me to like make changes mainly more for like my mental health. Like I don't think I realized I was ever like somebody who might have like ang- like suffer from like anxiety until I was like pushed to all these like sif- different like life circumstances that happen um in the pandemic with the pandemic happening that I was like wow there's like something not right here with me like there's nothing or like I've been avoiding some feelings or avoiding some eternalized whatever you call it yeah I don't know so I'm grateful that it pushed me to like um I guess like lean towards like a more healing path path or like spiritual path and I'm not like religious but I definitely feel like I found healing and like practice like yoga or like um, wisdoms that might align with like Buddhism or Taoism or like I don't know I kind of take everything in yeah. whatever's helpful honestly mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's just like a day by day thing yeah. but I feel that too like there's it's just so much time alone mm-hmm. I mean I live with my boyfriend so it's like I'm not all the way alone but it is time like away from social situations or like you know I feel so comfortable at home that I'm not really masking or like put like performing mm-hmm. you know like when you're in social events especially like art things like it's so weird to go back into that. And mm-hmm. I never felt that way because I'm very social, like, very extroverted. But I feel like I've 
I've kind of like tuned into more of my like introversion because I was able to just, you know, be at home and like feel comfortable with myself and not feel like I had to be so social mm-hmm. and that's interesting. I kind yeah. of feel opposite a little. Really? Not like I feel like kind of opposite but kind of not where like I think it's because I also have a job where like one of my jobs I have um I work as a gallery manager so that's pretty cool I guess <laughs> uh, and but I spend a lot of time alone so it's like me in a gallery for like 15 hours a week alone and so it's like made me realize that like oh wow I really do enjoy talking to people whereas before the pandemic happened I kind of was like starting to just get sick of people in general <laughs> yeah. but then it kind of reminded me of like the love I actually have for just humanity even though it's like so flawed and so like um just like hard to be with but like I don't know I feel like there's a lot of joy that you can find in like um a flower or like a person or um yeah I don't know I kind of just feel like I've come to the realization that like we all live to die in a sense and I kind of want to spend my life enjoying what I can and remaining trying to be present um because yeah you just like like there's no guarantee in this life other than like the people that you surround yourself around with or um yeah like how you choose to spend it and whatever brings you happiness you know go for that yeah yeah it's interesting because it sounds like uh, for both of you, the the pandemic has essentially flipped the way that you interact with the world in this interesting way. Do you feel like this is just a temporary byproduct or do you think that you're like kind of forever changed by this? I think I'm forever. I, I think I'm forever changed by it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, it definitely like, like you said, it was like two. It doesn't even feel like two years after we graduated. Yeah, it doesn't but feel like. Two I mean, years, but... it, I think I think it did, and not. I don't think it's like such a drastic change, or such a permanent change. Because I feel like I will continue. Like there's gonna be so many things in my lifetime that happen that I feel like I'm continuously gonna change. Yeah. But I am very comfortable being at home. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's something really nice that like I was able to you know, in my time in Portland, build a home that I felt, like, comfortable and I could be myself. That's all I wanted my whole life was just that feeling of, like, being comfortable being myself in my own space where Mm -hmm. I could do whatever I want, you know? So I feel like that truly, like, you know, I mean, I feel like that happened to so many people. Like, so many people were doing, like, DIY projects in their home or, Mm -hmm. like, you know like learning new crafts or like just so in their space that like you you have to confront whatever is not working in that space so I feel like I did that or we did that and I feel I it became more of a homebody I don't know and I like it I mean I'm very social still but it's like I think even in the pandemic and like currently I don't really see that many people. I mean, I see my coworkers, of course, and I love talking with them, but I really only see Angela. Yeah. <laughs> like, I see Angela and Alejandra, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, I don't I don't really go out that much anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. I got so used to being, like, all over the place, taking the bus everywhere in Portland, just being at all the events and stuff. And mm-hmm. 
you know, now it's really nice to go to a show on not the opening day and just see it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to start, like, asking questions, but I, I feel like I keep thinking about, um, what you said, Angela, of, um, we all live to die. <laughs> so I know this sounds I don't know how deep I should get like I don't know because I could get really deep and Lyle knows this um, but okay so real talk I guess like I'm I guess yeah so in the pandemic so the reason why 2020 was like kind of life-altering for me is because my eldest brother had actually passed away from COVID and I think that, like, when you realize when somebody's life could end yeah. at a pretty young age, it kind of, yeah. Um, I'm actually trying not to cry. Like, I, I think it's just, like, an emotive response. Yeah, that's okay, baby. <laughs> but, like, I'm, I'm used to talking about it right now, but it kind of puts in perspective a lot of things. Yeah, of course. Um, but I would love to hear your thoughts about, (laughs) um, any other things, (laughs) but like, I don't know. I think it's kind of like a, a, I don't know. There's like a bittersweet beauty that can be found in it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's, what's like, um, I know it's like what I was saying. Like I tend to be more on the optimistic side when it comes to my perspective or how I, I experience life. And so which I'm really grateful for. I just, it kind of just made me realize that, like, um, you can still live a meaningful life, but I think I like to acknowledge the fact that, like, there's going to come a point that we'll all will pass on. It doesn't mean that our lives weren't insignificant. It just means that um, I think we should be better about how we want to live our lives, you know? Yeah. That's just really, yeah, what it is. And I think it's, yeah, yeah, it's important to remember that you define what is significant about your life, right? Yeah, so exactly. Like you just de- you determine the terms of which makes your life important to you. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's, it's important to be true to that, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I think you've really opened up to, like, taking more chances and being... Yeah. adventurous mm-hmm. and like you know going for that thing that you really want even if you if it feels really far away because you, you never know you know mm-hmm. and I think yeah I think in a lot of ways like it opened a door in me yeah or like a opened my heart to be less scared of things yeah 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 that was gonna be my next question yeah. was gonna be like about risk because you're talking about like enjoying things more but yeah I was curious about like yeah now you you take more risks mm-hmm. or like yeah 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 basically yeah I feel like I take more risks or like I think my older self was always so responsible that I personally just like wouldn't like splurge always splurge on the things I wanted but now I'm like no fuck it <laughs> like life's short or like I don't know I guess like yeah my sh- it's just like yeah like I just want to enjoy my life and like Mel when he was saying is like we get to define those terms and it just kind of made me realize how many of us just like live within confines of like capitalism or within confines of like our lack like because sometimes we just get in our own heads and think that we lack and like 
monetary value or personal value or like all these things that we think makes up our whole self but like I don't know sometimes I it just kind of made me realize how silly it all was you know yeah and I think you, people you, also like really focus on like how that translates into painting mm-hmm. you know like the impermanence the essence that moment mm-hmm. you know like capturing that moment in time by painting from life you know because mm-hmm. i feel like before like you did paint things from life but it was also from like reference because you were pulling mm-hmm. different like memories or trying to do things from like you know, like a photograph from a certain time because you're trying to evoke memories of that mm-hmm. specific time. But like now you're, you know, you have like your subject sitting in front of you and you're really trying to capture like the essence of the moment through your brush strokes, through mm-hmm. like the mark making. So I think that definitely has, is like present in your art now a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of like the things I had like prepared to talk about was like you as a collaboration and stuff like that so mm-hmm. this wasn't like a set question but um it still like falls in that realm like yeah y'all are like best friends best friends yeah mm-hmm. and it's like very like apparent and like seeing like how y'all like interact <laughs> with each other but like how you know each other and um yeah i'm just like curious about you know i, I feel like so much of like what we talk about like and things are in general like are about like acknowledging like the ways we've changed but like you you have like you both have this like intimate witness to like your growth and like the way you see Angela's growth or the Mm -hmm. way that you see Lau's growth and like Mm -hmm. having this like perspective of like having distance but then also like having this like care and like love and then being able to like see the way this like other person has like grown and changed because like I'm not sure like part of my question is like how long have y'all been like friends when did it become best friends and like yeah. <laughs> what are like these ways you see these things in each other and like how they like it just feels like it's so I've, yeah. uh what's the word it's not receptive but reciprocal it's so mm-hmm. reciprocal it mm-hmm. feels okay. yeah i don't know i think lately we've been defining each other as like twin flames or i've been thinking of our friendship as mirrors actually mm-hmm. so it's like really great that you brought that up and yeah like, yeah I don't know if you've been noticing that too or like I mean I feel yeah I don't know it's a very like different connection because it's not only like like emotional and like platonic but it's also creative I've never had that with anyone ever in my life so it's like it feels even more special but I think we've been so we became friends in 2016 I had been at PNCA for a year I was a transfer student so Mm -hmm. like I didn't make a lot of friends at first but actually some of the first people that I interacted with were like in your class (laughs) because like I met I met Max Mm -hmm. working at the gallery we were like taking down that um that like riot girl show do you remember that we were like taking they had like taped zines or like covers of zines to the glass in the like center for contemporary art Mm -hmm. and whatever it was like we were like 
scraping tape <laughs> off that glass and like bonding like <laughs> but max was like oh um you should meet like angelica she's like in my class she's also colombian and i was like what and from uh, orlando <laughs> yeah and from and from central florida which was crazy that i met a rooney and like i hung out with like you guys more than i did with my class because i just I don't know, it was different, you know, when you're a transfer student, people, like, I've already made friends, and people live together and stuff, so, yeah. whatever, but Angela and I had a lithography class together, mm-hmm. and I, like, I said something, and she looked at me, and she's like, we're gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, she, like, just vibed with whatever I said, Do you and remember then, what she I said? I don't even remember what she said. I just remember that she was like... I was like, oh, she's cute. She's cool. Or like, I don't know. I just felt like we could relate on a lot of different things. Like just the But it was like off felt, the bat, it felt like that. We didn't even know each other yet. And she was excited. She was like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I also felt that. I'm like, oh, she's cute. Like, you know, like we can, we can make it work. But no, it did feel like, and it's funny because, you know, we... I'm not even always like that with people. No, she's not. She's very, like, like, observant, cautious of, like, her space, her energy, like, and she was just, like, on it, and then her friend group, like, kind of adopted me, and I don't know, we just, like, started spending time together, and, like, we had classes together, obviously, and it was just really sweet, and it was, like, kind of crazy looking back at it now, because... It's been, like I said, it's been my, this is my fifth birthday I've celebrated with Angela. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's like, it's just yeah. so sweet that I get to like be part of her life because she's such an amazing person. Aww, and like, you. I love we, you too. <laughs> <laughs> when we were at Caldera, we downloaded the pattern. Or is that what it's called? Yeah, the pattern. It's an app that like, do, it goes off your, your, um, like astrology oh. and it like shows like, the pattern that you share and ours was like epic Epic. and it kept saying that like we had karmic life paths yeah and that like like, known each other yeah yeah it was like that we had like a past life connection and that's like we've talked about that multiple times before we got the ad but that felt like even more affirming of it but it really is like like a sister vibe you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know. And it's neither just... of us really, I mean, you have sisters, but you're pretty much, like, an only child raised as a Yeah, because they're, they're, like, older, like, they're, like, 9 and 15 years older yeah. than me. So and it's... I grew up with two older brothers, so I was always, like, alone as well. We yeah. all have five age year yeah. differences, too. So. I don't know, and it was, like, I don't know, I feel like for, I mean, you, I mean, you both went to PNCA, like, you know, it's, like, it's a very, like, like, a lot of people come from a certain background, and when you don't, you feel real different, and you feel kind of left out, or, like, whatever, and I think Angela had experienced that already, mm-hmm. and I was experiencing at the moment, and then we found each other, and it was, like, our lives aren't the same. They're not. No. But there are so many things that overlap in our experience yeah. that it just felt good to relate to someone. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that was what was built out of a relationship was, like, we we knew what it was like to, like, go to school but have a job. You know, like, that was not common. Yeah. Especially in undergrad. Not a lot of people yeah, had jobs. People jobs yeah. Like, you know, like, coming from, like, a like a household where, like, you know, at least one of your parents were speaking Spanish mm-hmm. or, like, you know, learning English or, like, 
you know, those flavors that come from Latin America, like the colors, that culture, like there are things that overlap. So it just felt good to have someone that like I could relate to. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like when I met Lau, I feel like she opened my eyes to like a lot of different things and um or like open another part of me where that like I felt like I internalized a lot like growing up because I grew up in Omaha Nebraska um in the Midwest I also was in Catholic school most of my life um so in a small Catholic school so yeah it's like predominantly white environments and then going to private school in Portland Oregon and not realizing obviously not knowing anything about Portland yeah um and like I don't know I think she woke me up to like me like I kind of realized that as a young person I was like just surviving by like just subconsciously assimilating Mm. to the popular culture because like I don't know I do like know that I look racially ambiguous so there was a point in time when I just like identify as Spanish because it was easier than like have people constantly come up to you and be like what are you are you Native American? Are you, like, um, just, like, all X, Y, and Z? And then I just kind of generalized it because I was, like, same banana, right? Or, like, hmm. but then I realized how harmful that might have been to my identity. And it, I guess, was nice to actually have a peer to relate to and to, like, realize these things, too. And that being said, I don't know. I think I was kind of, like, going back to mirrors. I was thinking about, like, how... You know, like, Lao, I don't know, like, you know, she had, like, um, a lot of her own difficulties, I feel like, in school, and we, like, helped each other through it, and Uh I don't know, like, if this is too deep to talk about, but, like, I don't know, I feel like you mentioned that you didn't, didn't see yourself being on this earth until, like, or, like, that long you know what I mean oh yeah I was yeah very, I don't want to bring it up it's time. okay yeah I just like I don't know I, I definitely struggled a lot in like my teenagehood like those years were like not easy for me and like I felt like I really just wanted to get out of Florida as fast as I could and I did and I came to Portland and I there's just so many things that I just like never dealt with and was just like kind of haunting me and I always had that vibe that I was just gonna die young like I don't know I just had like a I didn't, I wasn't very hopeful about my life, and I think that, you know, I mean, things have changed a lot, and I was very, like, I don't know, I don't know, you know, when you're young and impressionable, and you, like, look up to certain people that, like, live very tragic lives, sometimes you, like, emulate some of that, you know, like, I, I grew up, like, I don't know. Can it could be it could be the microphone itself. I, I have you on mute currently. Oh damn. But um maybe like a afterwards we can like change out the microphone or test it out. Because mm-hmm. it could be like the mic or the cord or something. Mm-hmm. Alright. Okay. But, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, okay. it's okay. Um what was I saying? I don't know. I felt like we were meant to meet each other. Wait, I, yeah, it does I feel like we... that. Like I was very sad. I was very yeah. like unsure of what was going on and Angela just has like I mean, we're both moody. Like, we both have, like, feel very deeply and strongly. But Angela is very optimistic. Like, Angela is very warm and caring. 
and like inviting you know when she feels like that energy can be reciprocated like she very much is like that and Angela just is herself she finds like the joy in life very easily and I I needed that yeah you know and Angela needed like parts of me and we I mean our collaboration was literally born out of like wow like yeah our, our collaboration was born out of us kind of teaching each other and needing each other and being like resourceful of like our how we could share our experiences to like help each other Mm -hmm. also I feel like when I met or throughout our friendship I feel like I can really trust her with like a lot of my vulnerabilities without feeling shame or anything and I think Mm -hmm. that's a big thing that aids to our relationships or our relationship is just like you know I feel closely to all my friends but there is something where I just know that she will accept me for all that I am and Aww, you know what I mean? Baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean I you know I do feel that with you and like you know some other friends but like with you for sure like I know that's like a guarantee you know oh thank you baby I feel that too <laughs> <laughs> We're so corny. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. It's, friendship is real. Um, yeah, so so we got a little background on your friendship and how you all became friends and, like, mm-hmm. why you became friends. Um, and so, yeah, we have this friendship. And then uh, Mariku and Leche, like, how did it start? What made you want to, like, formalize your friendship in that way? Um, like, what is the collaboration um what made y'all yeah i heard yeah so okay what is the collaboration and what made y'all decide to like formalize your friendship in that way and like at what point did you decide is like hey let's make art together mm-hmm. yeah yeah we um okay so in 2017 we went to columbia together mm-hmm. and yeah. that was amazing i mean we went on like a whole little trip like we went to new orleans yes. somewhere we where neither of us had been yes and then I took her home to Orlando, showed her the 407. <laughs> Show, yeah, she met my family. We went she to met Disney my friends. Yeah. Oh, wow. First time I went to Disney World. We had the whole experience. And then we went to Columbia and we got to like go to different cities. She got to meet my whole family. We, we ate so much good food. And, um, and like my family was really like really excited to teach Angela Spanish and like Angela grew up like you know hearing Spanish like her mom's from El Salvador so like that she like understands but they were really pushing her to like learn new words mm-hmm. and we were my favorite drink when like when I'm in a Colombian establishment <laughs> is maracuya con leches passion fruit juice like fresh passion fruit juice with milk mm-hmm. so it's like a kind of like a smoothie it's very creamy Tastes and very rich good. it's so good it's we drank a lot of those yeah we did like every time we went out to eat like that's what we ordered um and i think you just like liked certain words and it was like really cute like yeah. certain things that she like remembered and then we got back to portland and um, we had a artist publication class with Abra, and we decided to do a collaborative mm-hmm. publication for that class. I remember that collaboration mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So that's yeah. how, like, that's how I was born. Like, that's how 
um like that's how it started and yeah that class was very inspiring um Abra is a wonderful professor yes. and she showed us aspen magazine it's mm-hmm. a magazine in a box mm-hmm. and so like it has like um like a bunch of like different articles but also like they would have like prints or like takeaways from like established artists and stuff yeah like they would like yeah. invite artists to do yeah. like editions so like, like an andy warhol they did so audition. like there was like yeah. some that had like it would come like you subscribe to the magazine and then you would get it and it would be like a photo book a record like uh slides like a bunch of different things like it really broke the boundaries of like just the bound book Mm -hmm. and we were really interested in that so we made our first publication and it had this coptic bound um book that had poetry Poetry. it had lyrics (laughs) it had like stories and a lot of it was about learning like Mm -hmm. it was about experiences of learning of learning language of learning about art and like Mm -hmm. some of that was like a little painful you know like things that like when you're a child can be a little bit discouraging in your learning process and so it was like me teaching Angela Spanish and then Angela teaching me more about oil painting Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and we did like we had flashcards so very like educational kind of like setting about some of the words that Angela really loved that mm-hmm. we, she learned in Colombia like montañas champiñones champiñones yeah <laughs> calentado um and maracuya yeah and all of those things um we had uh litho prints that we made mm-hmm. and we also had like a poster of um we each so we each created like these uh Frida Kahlo self portraits where it was like us as Frida Kahlo mm-hmm. um, but then we turned it into a poster print so that was like one of the t- takeaways for the box as well oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just because we like at that time really like aligned with like Frida's world or Frida's um, identity as like just like a multicultural person or somebody who um, does live in the middle or did live mm-hmm. in the middle of and, a lot of things yeah. like gender of like like a living like in an able-bodied centered world Mm -hmm. like as a disabled person and like um you know like like half mexican and german mm -hmm. which i think sometimes people for like don't talk about or forget about too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and it was like you know when you're in art school and you're learning how to paint you have to do your master copies Mm -hmm. and it's always like master copies from like Europe you know like I think Frida is like considered more modern so she's not really considered a master but for us she was you Mm -hmm. know for us like she opened a lot of door for us a lot of doors for us and we really looked up to her so Mm -hmm. um that was like kind of like the direction and it all came in this wooden box and um yeah we were really proud of that project um and we wanted like to continue our publication after um graduating so we applied to yeah we applied to the precipice one yeah we we didn't get it we We were too ambitious i think (laughs) is that what they said no but i feel like that's i mean they like 
I mean, we got feedback, and I think, like, they were questioning, like, how feasible it was going to be. I think it could have been done. I think it would have been a great publication that Mm -hmm. we, like, could still continue to do after. We still need a volume, too. It's just our... Well, it's going to happen. Yeah, it will happen. It's just our collaboration, I think, expanded in ways that we didn't think it would, like... Mm -hmm. Or, like, I remember, like, a year before we started doing, like... Uh, we did our mural together. I was like, oh, I really want to make a mural. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it just kind yeah, of just... got gifted on to us from the IPRC. And, yeah, I think, like, uh... we just, like, put it out into the world and, like, it comes right back to us. And mm-hmm. we're, like, very open to those opportunities. But, yeah, we, I mean, it was, like, our first our first grant application out of school. <laughs> so, it's like, it's okay. Like, that yeah. we didn't get it. Like, it's fine. But, um after that like we you know we're like doing our thing but then we like got back we were like no like we should go back to this project like Mm -hmm. it was really cool and like that's when we applied to the IPRC residency and um we wanted to like continue our publication and it and basically it was still gonna be like a multimedia publication that where we were just gonna invite artists to like submit like certain things um and I, I don't know. I think it was, it just, like, the pandemic happened. Yeah. So many things changed. We got offered a mural, and then yeah. that became the focus. Was that, is that yeah. the, the mural on uh, downtown? No, it's, it's on um, Southeast, Southeast 14th. 14th. Okay. In Alder. In Alder. Yeah. Oh. It's behind, like, yeah, it's behind Nostrano. So it's, like, they have, like, a little commercial, like, strip. And then oh. behind it is mm-hmm. the Ladies Up. Um, mural project from the Portland Street Art Alliance and like basically the IPRC like had an idea for a mural they really wanted something that was like about solidarity and like mutual Mm -hmm. aid especially like with the pandemic with the pandemic and the protests and like everything that we saw happen in 2020 they wanted something like that felt supportive to the community and that very much like aligns with our values and we were really excited to collaborate with people again (laughs) like it was very much like we hadn't seen other people in so long so it was so nice to be like out there and painting and listening to music even though it was so cold it was december it was like the wildfires like we were supposed to paint yeah yeah. it just got pushed in september and it would have honestly taken like maybe two weeks to do but once the wildfires were done it was like october was so cold it started just being so cold and wet Mm-hmm. That, like, it literally took us two months to finish, Wasn't like... Wasn't that when we had the ice storm? Wasn't that the same year? Was that? No, I, I can't remember, but it was so cold out there. Like, honestly, bless everyone's heart that was out there painting with us because it was so cold. Yeah. I've never been that cold in my life. Yeah. And, um... But, yeah, we're so happy that we like got it. I feel like I have it. a higher cold tolerance because of it, though. And me, too. Yeah. Me, too. Whenever I'm cold, I'm like, oh, shit, it's cold, but it's not that cold. Like... <laughs> It's not that cold. Um, but yeah, I think I think what happened was that a lot of things changed because of the show at Carnation. Because mm-hmm. we were like, oh, okay, we need work for Carnation. Mm-hmm. So we ended up focusing all of our residency time making work for that That's show. That's true. We did do that. Yeah. Because we, yeah, because we ended up doing the video work together and, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which really, like, 
you know like it went from a publication to then doing like video and like installation Mm -hmm. and really like you know combining everything that we love into like this new medium yeah and um yeah it was so exciting and like melanie you were a part of that show also like part of that iprc residency so it was like really sweet to be like in a cohort of like so many amazing people yeah 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 i wish like you know like i i was so grateful for the opportunity i also just wish we could have like all were able to hang out more because it was such a cool cohort yeah Yeah. to get to know all the other folks yeah yeah um so you started as really good friends and then sort of it merged into this kind of creative partnership mm-hmm. um, and as someone who has done several creative partnerships um, I know that sometimes it works out and then other times not so much <laughs> oh, <yeah>. um, <laughs> and so I'm just wondering like obviously your uh-huh. creative partnership is doing well but like are there like parameters that you have for each other so that you know you don't sort of mix up the friendship with the creative partnership like like Mm. do you are there boundaries that you have to place on each other because I know that like Max and I we've had moments where like you know one of us would be getting upset and we'd have to like step back and say hey okay so this is like we're taking NTP off the table are you okay Aww. Aww. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's so cute! <laughs> I love that. Like, I'm concerned for you as a friend Aww. right now. Like, do yeah. you, have y'all had moments like that? I feel like... I I don't think we've had, like, moments where, like, either of us have gotten, like, upset in, like, a distress kind of maybe during the mural... Yeah, it was so cool, but dude. I, like, who's gonna be in a like just yeah, peppy ass mood? I was pretty moody that time. We were just moody. Mood, like, like, it okay. will honestly, it doesn't go past that. And I think because we're both highly sensitive people, like we know, yeah. like we know the mm-hmm. vibe, like we know, like. No, there was a time when you were like, I was, <laughs> "Oh shit!" I was so, no, no, no. Listen, I was so moody that like she was like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Like, you got it, like." She's oh yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. You okay. called me out, and I was like, okay. I was like, are you I'm like, sorry. what's going on? Like, do you want to talk about it? Like, is there something? What's going on? I'm just you know? cold and tired. It was just like early, like you yeah, know, we would wake so up early, early, go paint, yeah, so that it would be like, so that we would have the most light. But it was like just like cold. But honestly, we Angela and yeah. I work so well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I. I, I don't know how to explain it because I... I mean, we'll be moody around each other, but we don't take it personally, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like, I think... Yeah, like, I, that, like, I just it's just a moody so day. comfortable. Yeah. And I... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I think our, just, like, our most recent, like, uh, like creative time at Caldera, where mm-hmm. we were, you know, living and working with each other for two weeks... <laughs> You know, like, I mean, that that was, like, the, like, closest um, time we've had. Like, I mean, actually, when we went to Columbia, when we, we were together for a whole month. Yeah. And that was, like, months. after one year of being friends. We weren't even friends. That was, like, year. a whole test. That was, like, took a trip together that was like one year. Not one year. It was literally, like, It was, like, a little months, bit less. But, months, but like, still, like, that was, like, a whole test. <laughs> and, and at that moment, I feel like I realized that, like, Angela and I, like, 
like cohabit very well together. Yeah. Like it, it's very harmonious. It's very respectful and like kind and caring and patient. You yeah, know? patient. Like because I will yeah. admit, I get moody and I have to be patient, or she has to be patient with me. But there'll be times like yeah, she'll be moody too. Like maybe it's period time. <laughs> like, and, and then it sucks because like then I know I'm gonna get mine. Yeah, we're also synchronized there. And like so, we're like, literally so. I just have up. to like be patient too. Like in my head, like I'm very conscious as like this is not my true self, and I don't want to like lash out or like. It's so make funny, anything negative I, for you because it's not about you. It's about me. Why like, can't I you know do that I mean? with My other moodiness. people? <laughs> like I literally, I can do it with Angela, but like when I lived at home, like I could not do that with my parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh-huh. I feel like I can do it with Nino, but that took like that took some time to like you know. But with Angela, it felt it feels so natural. Like it feels literally like we've known each other through multiple lifetimes mm-hmm. like i i i don't think i i really speak this way outside of us yeah but for us it makes sense like it really does mm-hmm. so what i'm hearing is that angela's the moodier <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i, I mean I, I don't think i'm moody i think I, I don't know i feel like maybe i have a moodier part but she doesn't bring it out of me like yeah i yeah. Or I think I'm conscious of being moody because, like, I can feel it. And so, like, I that makes me extra conscious not to put it on others. To be mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I'm feeling moody. Okay, but I, even though I'm, like, annoyed that some that I'm, like, being asked a question, I'm going to take a deep breath, listen to the question, and just give an answer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be like... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, when you're, like... Uh, comfortable being vulnerable around somebody like you just like that's what it is it's like you know you kind of just like know each other's like um shifts in the day or in a cycle that you just like accept it like you know yeah and I feel like I don't think there are like clear boundaries like I feel like so much of our so much of our collaboration is about our friendship about Mm -hmm. like letting our friendship be Mm-hmm. Like, about, like, knowing that, like, we we can be collectives, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we can function as, like, a duo, and it's not just about me and all of the things that I carry. It's, like, about what we're building together, yeah. and that's why it's so... It's, it's such a break from other things for me, you yeah. know? And it's such a flow state. Like, when we work together, like, sometimes we don't know what we're going to do, but we're, like... <laughs> you know, we're just going to start painting or start yeah. doing this or, like, ooh, what do you think of this? Like, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll start pulling, like, um, references from films or from, like, anything that we'd like, just, like, pictures, Pinterest or, like... Yeah, or, then, like, artists, artist artists, books. Yeah. like always go back to artists. We, yeah, That's I think art. we both have, like, a, a love of art history mm-hmm. that... Um, that shows up a lot in our work like it's it's a lot of like I think it's a lot of like just thinking outside of yourself like Mm -hmm. I mean even though the work is introspective it's like a lot of like who came before me and like what am I building for those that come after me you Mm -hmm. know so it's I don't know I feel like I would say that's like one thing that does motivate me to keep making work is like that idea of 
who's come be who's coming before and who's coming after too mm-hmm. yeah yeah because like you want to make work that somebody sees and it's like damn that's cool as fuck i want to do that too but yeah. also like oh like that piece of artwork makes me feel good and then i want to like question why it makes me feel good and see if it if i align with it and like what is it providing for me because mm-hmm. you know like the canon of art history is very narrow it's just you know it's fraught yes and yeah it's just nice to see more artists in our time today like um come from so many different backgrounds whether that's like class or race and it's just refreshing you know yeah Yeah. so um melanie kind of asked the question already um but uh i had i had written it down um okay but uh (laughs) so you kind of answered it but like so like but when it's like more specific thing to say like you know, you're working on something together, and then you're like, you want one color, and then you want a different color. As like, how do how do you like navigate those kind of like vision mm. differentials? Um, I think I feel like we we have like, even though our work looks different, yeah, like our like individual different. work looks different. It does, yeah. Like we have different stuff. We have, we have very similar taste. Yeah, we do have similar tastes. We are mo- driven or inspired by similar things. Yeah, sim- I do see similar influences in your work, but it is very different. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, you know, it's funny. Like, that doesn't really happen where we're like, oh, huh. that color. Mm. I mean, it could, but then we like both vibe with it. We're like, oh yeah, like yeah, this color yeah. is better, or like, or like I'll say I have an idea and a vision for something, and I was like, sure, and then she'll be like yeah, I have an idea for this, and I'm like, sure. Like, I don't know, we just, like, really appreciate each other's input. Yeah. And, like, you know, we just see that it can work together. Yeah, and I think I, we, like, just love each other so much that we both want to be, like, equally included in our mm-hmm. decision-making and, like, and having fun. Like, I called Daryl, we had so much fun. Like, yeah. we were just, like, playing around, like... I mean, we had, like, a vision, and we did do, like, some planning and some storyboarding, Mm -hmm. but it really was about, like, playing and, like, getting back into just, like, painting for fun. Or, like, we don't have a deadline. (laughs) Like, or we don't have, (laughs) like, like, a super set idea. We just want to paint. Yeah, and that's what's nice about our collaboration is because I think in our own individual practice, we're so serious on, like, what we want our vision to be and, like, Mm. For me, like, as a painter, sometimes I imagine, like, in my head works in series or, like, just multiple paintings and, like, thinking about how they would relate, even though they're not even made yet. And I'm sure you definitely have the pressure of, like, making work oftentimes for, like, not only yourself, but, like, a deadline Mm -hmm. for something or a show, and that's really stressful. And, you know, I feel like we put all our pressures on our individual work that when we come together, it's kind of, like... Just like a fun party. Yeah, we just want to have fun. Yeah. So do you feel that Mario Cuyo con Leche has, has more space for experimentation for y'all? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Than your individual practices? Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think that, like, definitely, like, working with Lao has influenced my practice. Um, it might not be obvious in the way that, like, like we said, our works look so different mm-hmm. from each other, but I feel like there is, like our our worlds are our worlds are very dreamlike mm-hmm. and um whether it, mine might seem a bit more like 
in the realm of realism, I feel like some things kind of get lost or like, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, honestly. Maybe you could say it better. <laughs> I mean, no, I think it's like, yeah, we it's are hard. working a lot with like imagined, yeah. like worlds and imagined landscapes and like we pull from all these different things. But I think with portraiture, because like you are in some way like capturing the likeness of a person it is a little bit more grounded in that Mm -hmm. but angela still allows herself to be playful in her mark making and i think maybe that i mean i'm not saying that was born out of our collaboration but uh, maybe it did yeah maybe it did and i like angela's older paintings were very rooted in realism Mm -hmm. you know like from like old like 10 years ago yeah i mean you know like when you're learning how to paint like and you're like holy shit like this looks like a person like that's very Mm -hmm. exciting and i was like that too like when i was like my first year of pnca it was like charcoal portraits that were real like it was very like um focused on realism and like achieving that likeness and i think like we've definitely loosened up with time you know like having fun with with color and with mark making like you know, when I look at Angela's paintings now, like, there are, like, those, like, hidden moments of imagination where, like, a side of a face becomes a butterfly or, like, where these shapes, you know, have, like, their own their own breath. And that's so wonderful. And I feel like portraiture, like, continues to be a very important part of my practice. And mm-hmm. I think, like, we've been bouncing off each other for a while where I feel like that's that's still very true you know even though yeah. it looks different it's still very true yeah um so many things uh like i feel like i could talk about like portrait forever um but um i'll start with this question so like this is something i think about like in my own collaborations and that's something um i'm always curious to ask other people that like work in collaboration like when you all come up with like an idea together for your collaboration like, are there, like, rules or considerations around, like, what we come up with in our own collaborations versus, like, say you came up with an idea and then you're like, I kind of want to explore that idea in my own art. Mm. And, like, how, is that something you've you've had to navigate or, like, that's not an issue or, like, what are y'all's feelings around that I kind feel of like thing? that just naturally happens and we're both, I mean, yeah. I think we're just cool with it, you know, like... I think it, yeah, I think it, yeah, it happens, or, like, um, like, I don't know, visually, I feel like when I get in more, more of my imagined realm states, I can sometimes see the influence that you've had on me. I think also technically, technically, I see the influence that Lao has on me, where, like, I'm starting to draw, when I'm sketching, I draw eyes the way she draws eyes, <laughs> or, like, the lips, because I see, like, oh, she did something that's just more simple and straight to the point. I'm like, oh, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when I come to, like, ideas, I think in, like, a technical manner mm-hmm. of, like, um, like how do I want to approach this figure? How do I want to approach what this looks like? And then, I don't know, I think for me it is hard to explain, to pinpoint where those influences are because when I do create, I do get in this natural state of flow. Mm. And for me, it feels like intuition. To others, it seems like um, maybe more intentional. And yeah. it's hard to pinpoint what that is. And I don't know, I definitely feel like in the past, like I've like, um, 
drawn a picture maybe like with a flower with a face but then realized oh maybe I got that from Lao but wasn't mm-hmm. really sure where like these things are coming from because mm-hmm. um, I'm obvious I mean I obviously take, yeah have taken that from plenty of people or like yeah. plenty of sources you know yeah. but I think for me like like in this conversation I'm noticing that like I'm thinking about video differently because um you know for a while the videos that I made I would just like set up a tripod and my green screen and like shoot a long ass video and then have to cut it and then when I started making videos with Angela I have another person there so we can take things from different angles I didn't have that before also I feel like when we create together I'm a bit more like okay, I want to, like, a part of me does want to do a storyboard. Yeah. And she's always so like, no, it doesn't have to be linear. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. It can be a non-linear thing, but I do like the idea of a storyboard so that we can focus on, like, I like sto- just the I straight just, to the point um, I'm very, vignettes. I'm very thumbnail-based. Mm. And, like, I don't, I don't really see, like, the things that and I make in sequential. Yeah. Like, I don't. I see, like, compositions. Mm-hmm. And then when in the editing process, that's when I'm, like, really creative. And I'm, like, okay, this, like, will flow nicely into this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think with our recent video that we worked on, so we have it, like, shot, and then we're, like, working on editing it, and it's mm-hmm. not for anything in particular, so that's very exciting that we just, like, get to, like, run free with it. But um, we were, like, thinking about transitions a lot more, like, about how a composition will transition into the next yeah into itself into yeah it was very it's like, very meta and it's very like yeah going from one into the other into the other yeah. and i just like i didn't really have that when i was creating videos before and i i never took a video editing class so that shit like to me is mm-hmm. all like i get to just do whatever i want i don't have any boundaries and yeah. i think that's been really fun to like do with another person yeah um yeah you like kind of like talked about this a little bit and mentioned like Frida Kahlo but I'm curious like and you talk about like the ways you bring your influences in but I'm curious yeah like what other like influences you're like working with or like are currently like inspiring your um, collaboration yeah I think with this maybe we should talk about this past video was well, about the, the first one though the first one wait the what well like our first video i feel oh, like we could go from video. our first into the newer one okay so like the first so with the first i feel like my memory is so bad because i have to like think about what we were talking about but okay, okay okay i feel like yeah you should go okay, and okay. then i feel like i'll be better with the second one okay got yeah. it got it <laughs> um so the first one was imagine landscapes which we showed uh um carnation mm-hmm. And, um, so basically, like, most of the compositions and, the, like, the landscapes mm. were all, um, silk screen cutouts that we, like, collaged to make, uh, these landscapes. But then we were also pulling from other artists. So we pulled from Georgia O'Keeffe. We pulled from Louise Bourgeois. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, we would just, like, cut out little parts of their paintings mm-hmm. and then construct the landscape. And even, like in the video itself in the first shot you see the different components coming into the screen to like build the composition we did uh betty Betty star mark chagall bingo i feel like a lot of the way we collaborate actually just starts with artists yeah like we always start with like 
oh, like, we're going to make a landscape, but we're going to, like you're saying, we're just drawing from all these different paintings that, and from people that we consider to be our own masters. Yeah. Um, but, like, I think that, you know, they're highly revered, but I don't think people think of them as, like, master somebody you look to and, like, copy or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in this sense, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then in the newer video... It's kind of the same thing, but in the newer video, we're, like, um, we're kind of, like, maybe more solidly focusing on portraiture and, like, like we were saying about zooming in to the shot where um, it's us, like, say we uh, reference, like, a Carrie James Marshall painting where, like, it's, like, the, the master paintings paintings where yeah it's like the yeah it's like the portrait of like the artist painting themselves mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and so that's like one option that we have and then we're even like referencing Frida Kahlo again mm-hmm. um I don't know it's just like I, it was a lot of Carrie James Marshall in that one for mm-hmm. sure like we were yeah. just looking at the like uh Carrie James Marshall book it's like the catalog from his like interest introspective show at the Met with the gray yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I mean, I, that's where, like, you know, those influences coming from, obviously, Angela's been working with portraiture, like, for more than 10 years now, and, like, I've always loved portraiture, but I think, like, the way that she's thinking about portraiture, the way, like, that the sitter and the environment around the sitter mm-hmm. is considered, like, a lot of that comes from Angela's practice, you know, mm-hmm. and then, like, me, with it being, like, like a little bit of a set set building and like how how I can just see in my head how we can construct the composition digitally like pulling from like scans of paint scans and photos of paintings that we made we also made like miniature sets Mm -hmm. that will then like you know green screen ourselves into so like that comes from my practice but yeah I think like our hand is like clearly present in all of it so that you know it's still like the, I feel like the essence of painting though like brush stroke the colors the texture mm-hmm. that is like very important to the both of us so I love to be able to include that in like the video work yeah that is something that I've noticed about your work too yeah that's interesting is like you're not just like a video artist that's like relying solely on the digital it's like taking yeah just taking all those watercolor paintings that you literally make from hand put it in the video Mm -hmm. cut it out I think there's like a lot of a collage element in our practice too is like um that I think I sometimes we forget to acknowledge is that like when we work together and I know with your individual practice styles like it's mainly about collaging and fitting pieces together Mm-hmm. to make the worlds that we are building. Yeah. I think that's, a, like, another thing that we forget to talk about, or we don't forget to talk about, but I don't want to forget about talking about, is that, like, um, yeah, like, we really are just, like, building worlds for ourselves to live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do yeah. S- I do see the world-building element in your work as well as narrative. What, what do, why do you feel that you're both kind of drawn to, like, building these worlds, building these sets within the work? I mean, I think we've just, like, I mean, I, I'm not saying this is, like, singular to all of us. And I think that's what's important is that a lot of people experience this. It's just, like, feeling like you don't, you don't 
fit in in this world. Yeah. You or know? like, we've been talking about, like, how a lot of artists are just, like, people in general are fit into narrow definitions of identity. Yeah. And I think a lot of our work is coming from a place of wanting to, like, think about the expansion of what I, or, like, the possibilities yeah, the, the that... the multiplicity of identity, like, yeah. all of these things that, like, come from all these different sources and, like, pulling all of that together to, like, make the space. And I think, like, you know, like, maybe for Angela, it was, like, you know, growing up, like Mexican and Salvadorian but being in these very like white spaces where you're like assimilating to like fit in you know to Mm -hmm. like but you're not you're not like open or you're not free to just be yourself in these spaces because like people judge you and I feel like when you're a kid like you just want to and actually never mind when you're a human you just want to belong yeah you you know or I've been thinking about that too as like think about my inner child or my young self about how like when I, when I look at her, I'm like, oh, like, she was so, I mean, I'm still really talkative, but she just wanted to be friends with, like, literally everyone, mm-hmm. and no one wanted to be friends with me. Mm. I know that sounds sad, but I'm also, like, <laughs> better for it in the way that I'm, like, actually, no, I'm really cool, like, uh, <laughs> it's like the Janelle, uh, Janelle Monet song, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, like, um, from the Dirty Computer album, and mm-hmm. she's, like, talking about, like, being... I feel like this is more of a personal experience to her, and I don't think I could necessarily relate, but, like, the fact that there was, like, a moment where she's talking about how this boy in her class was, like, talking about how she's not cool, and she's like, damn, like, I don't know, being in third grade, and, like... Aww. I don't know, and I was like, oh, I get that, but, like, knowing that you're cool at the same time, I don't know how to explain that, because I always thought I was cool, even no. though, like, no one wanted to be my friend. I'm like, no, there's something more to this No, world. Angela's so cool. I I, I, just, I hate the way that, like, we're, so many people are just, like, bullied at home, and then they go and bully in school, you know? Like, it, it's, it really, those are just, like, cycles, and it's, like, yeah. really unfortunate, but... You know, I mean, I feel that too. I just, when you, when you like move to a different country and you're like in between homes, nothing really feels like home, Mm -hmm. you know? And when I came to Portland, this does not feel like home for me (laughs) at all. Like, holy, I mean, I've built a home here, which is Mm -hmm. why I feel so bittersweet, but I, oh, we'll get to that. But it's it's that in our work. I mean, like, that's what I found with Angela. You know, I can really be myself wholeheartedly with her. And in these spaces that we make, we get to, like, run free with our creativity and our dreams, our, our child dreams and our current yeah. dreams. I feel like we are honestly just being children when we're together. It really but does like, feel like that. But, like, there's a wisdom to that We're energy. just, like, yeah. playing, are you know? You, would you say that you're building homes in this work? Homes. Well, but it's more expansive, you know, it's like worlds, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think it's interesting because, like, when we're together, like, obviously, you know, our first uh, video project, we have our landscape, mm-hmm. and now the second video is kind of, like, establishing more of, like, the internal world because mm-hmm. they are set more in, like, settings. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I – but when I think about our actual individual practices, I think about how much – art has served us or like made a place for us like I think about 
the other day I was thinking about how like I don't know who I would be as a person if I had not found painting or really resonated with it so early on like I started painting when I was like 15 years old and it just like spoke to me Mm -hmm. and I got it like it was something that I really got and it was something that I could see taking my taking me to college which I didn't think that would be a possibility because I was under the impression that I would just go to community college, you know, just things like that. Um, But also I think it saved me in a lot of ways. I think a lot of the, um, like anytime I feel like I have any big emotions but can't express it, it's like always seen in my work. And it might not be me visually trying to express it in an abstract way. It might be through like a portrait of something or like the movement of paint. And I see that with Lau's work as even just like making a home and like understanding like all the complex feelings that she's experienced in her whole life because I don't know I feel like we all have our own individual traumas and we're just trying to cope with them you know yeah Yeah. and I think like I think we are trying to build a world for ourselves because it just like feels on it feels unreal like a lot of like when we were at Caldera I was like Dude, isn't it insane that we're here? Like, we're getting paid to be in this place that's Mm -hmm. so beautiful to make art. Like, I didn't even know those things were possible when I was younger. I didn't know... I didn't even know residencies were a thing. Like, I just had no idea about how art... Like, the art ecology or art communities... Like, I had no clue that that, that those things were possible. And, like, you know, we, like... I feel like we, we both come from, like, really, like hard-working like working-class families that like this was like I, I don't even think my parents knew you know what I'm saying like that like it's like beyond their wildest dreams mm-hmm. that like w- we're doing this like we're mm-hmm. really out here doing this and do it your, just feels crazy understand what you do for a living I think your parents <laughs> understand more than my parents honestly <laughs> I think like I think my parents maybe like are a little bit more informed about it because they're like on instagram like my parents i mean my dad is very active on instagram like he is on it and because i mean he has like his he has his personal instagram and then his business one but on the business one he is pulling out that selfie stick with these with this situation yeah it's like a video um so like you know he sees like and I mean, I, I try to share with my parents, you know, when I when I get something, you know, I'll send them the screenshot of the email and they're like very happy. Uh-huh. My parents did not know what our residencies were or like, I'm not, I'm not even sure if they understand what it is. I always try to explain it to my parents and they always think it's like a business, like I'm just trying to do a business yeah. entrepreneur They're like, thing. so are you selling those paintings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like, I'm like, I don't know, guys. They'll get it one day, they but, but they are they like <laughs> they're emotionally supportive. Like they've never been like you like um, negative about it. Yeah, yeah, or like they've never like what's up? Is it power source? I need uh, to charge the battery soon. Okay. Uh, so it's not charging plugged in here. No. Okay. It's just transmitting. You have another cord. Right, I can ask you some questions while I'm on the internet. Okay, cool. <coughs> how do how do we do this? Cause like, 
Oh, is, is this the only cord you have? I can, I can use the, uh... Hold on, I have another one. Oh, okay. Um, this conversation is, like, bringing up so many things for me, and it's hard to even know where to start. Like, I work, like, collaboratively a lot, and I also, like, have been realizing recently that I actually, like, do portraits, and, like, that's my main art. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, like, all this is, like, portrait, or, like, self-portrait, or I've been, like, thinking of, like, the art I make with other people as, like, collaborative portraits. Yeah. Um, but the first thing I want to say is, like, that you keep saying the word, like, masters, and, like, talking about these, like, art and painting masters, and then, um, I don't know if you all know these, like, the Cigarello brand called Dutch Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, but, the, like, on the, the cover is, like, um, I don't know, some Northern Renaissance painting of, like, you know, a bunch of dudes in, like, black suits with, like, the white bibs oh, or whatever, and they're just, like, sitting around, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, those are, like, I never thought about them, Dutch masters, as, like, referencing, like, art masters, um, but now I'm thinking about that, um. I've never looked, I feel like I've never <laughs> actually looked at the, like, at the oh, art on it. Wait, what painting is that from? Is that from an actual painting? It has like a Rembrandt. Vibe. It does have a Rembrandt, vibe, or like very Nordic. Say like Van Dyke or something. Obviously Dutch. That's why. It, yeah, you know, so Dutch. Dutch. Yeah. So Dutch. <laughs> wow, I cannot uh, believe that I never took my time to look at that before. But then I also remembered, like you said, like okay, real quick in like a quick succession, like three times. And then that <laughs> That um, you actually were like on my radio show years ago when I had a radio show. Oh, oh yeah, I was with Angelica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you're on the radio. Show. <laughs> um, hey. So random thought. Um, um, and then yeah, I'm really. We talked about like yeah, this like world building, like mythos making, but like mm-hmm. yeah, like I like is it leading? Like is every like installment of your art like building this world more is it like a specific world or is it just like multiple different worlds like every time is like a different world or it's like well every time this world is like getting built more out yeah every time it's definitely felt like a different world oh but it also like you can tell it comes from the same place like i think through the way that we create the worlds are always wow. like similar hands, similar yeah. technique styles or Are you um, are you characters that inhabit this world? Or are you like different characters every time? I think well this last one we were multiple characters. I right, but like, I feel yeah. like those characters are like many characters inside of us. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Like it's like a different side of us. So I feel like okay. So I almost feel like Imagine Landscapes, which is, like, the video that we showed at Carnation. Like, I don't know if you remember, but we were thinking a lot about origin stories. Mm, Yeah. So I feel like it's not so much that it's, like, a different world, but a world at different times. Oh, yeah. Because, like, we were thinking about, like, so basically in the video, like, we're in these, like, landscapes and we're kind of being like birth out of like the the plants that's true yeah and then there's like a point where there's like this like thing coming out from our hearts that's connecting two different worlds two worlds that look visually different that we're both inhabiting separately and then like these things that are coming from our heart like go into this bigger heart that has a world in it Mm -hmm. and it starts pumping 
Damn. Like, it comes alive. <laughs> I'm not even, like, it's funny because we work, like I say, we work so flow or intuitively that I don't even, I was like, damn, that really is, like, a real thing. Yeah. Because, like, that is us. And then we, like, meet yeah. at the end of the video. So, like, it was, that's what we were talking about earlier. That, like, so- it's, like, we, it's, like, past lives and that we knew we needed to come together for something to come like to come about or to like Mm -hmm. be created so this is something i always like ask people that are like delving into this like realm of like merging is it is it art or is it actually the thing wait what is it a real world like are you are you making like art or are you actually like conjuring worlds i feel like it might be both well actually i've been thinking a lot about like um i don't know this is like on topic but i hope i don't want to stray it too far it's like i've been thinking about how like the worlds we create in our minds whether that's like um our emotional states or like our beliefs that we have about our individual self how they how we project them in real life Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about how, like, crazy it is that we built the world that we live in today. Like, maybe we didn't build it, but, like, there was a group of people who built this world. They decided what rules it would have, what, like, mm-hmm. um, who it would constrict. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about, like, oh, what about us? Like, now that we're in this new age of, like, um, just, like, tearing things down and building it back up, literally, like... What if we do have the power to create something more hopeful? Like, and I know that, I know it's crazy because, like, sometimes I do come a little too optimistic where I'm like, "Eh." I don't think it's crazy. But, like, I think about how, like, if there was, like, if 1% of the population is destroying the earth, then it, in theory, takes 1% of the population to, like, cure it, right? Like, if you think about it. But, like, I I I want that to be true. I want it to be true, but, like, I've been thinking about, like, I don't know, maybe, like, um, I don't know, we find our lives through our art. Maybe it goes back to that question. Maybe we are conjuring or creating these I feel like we're conjuring new worlds. Like, honestly, like, I feel like what is different from the world and and this landscape that I came out of, like, a flower and, like, met Angela and, like, what's so different from this one? What, that, like, it only lives when I turn on the video? I don't know. Like, Actually, I feel like that's its own world. Yeah. Have you, uh, did you guys see everything everywhere? Not yet. Yeah, not yet. So good. Okay, so if you guys had seen that, that would, like, be such a great <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I really to bring watch into it. it. But it's so good. I recommend it. And, and I, I feel like I about love what that. We're about like, right I now. love, yeah. I love, like, multiple timelines like i love alternate realities like i love all of that like that's always been an interest of mine whether it was like in literature or film and i feel like mm-hmm. we're both re- really very inspired by that so do yeah. you think that like infinite amount of like laos and infinite amount of like angela's yeah yeah for sure every, every reality yes. is existing i i i really do mm-hmm. I feel like this connection, like, it transcends, like, timelines, There's, for sure. Um, I haven't seen the, what, the everything always. Everywhere. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but when I've seen the previews, it, it made me tear me, up a couple times. It reminded me of, uh, there's this movie from the mid-2000s, maybe you remember it, uh, Jet Li, The One. Yes, yes, I grew yeah, up it, watching that with my brother, yeah. He has to yeah. go through all the different universes yeah. to, like, fight himself. Damn, and that sounds gets, cool. He gets stronger every time he destroys one of himself, because mm, it's, like, yes. one less version and then 
like the evil Jet Li's ultimate goal is to like become the one. Mm. But then there's like the nice Jet Li who's like a vet or something. Yeah. But then, like, Wait, I need to watch this. This should, sounds yeah. so you good. Watch, I won't say anything. You should watch that. So I really want to talk about everything everywhere all at once, but I'm not gonna because nah. it's so everyone, good. Everyone I know who's seen that movie, all all they talk about is how they want to talk to people about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. It's happened to me multiple times. I feel like, I don't know, I, like, I teared up during it because I felt like I resonated with the, I guess, the three protagonists, which is, like, the mother, the father, and the daughter, or, like, having had very similar feelings. But it was also showing us, like, three different perspectives that you could have mm. on this world and how you can choose to, like... Like, what your power is. Mm -hmm. Like, neither nor is bad. It's just, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with the power that you have? Yeah. Because, like, some people are meant to be gentle, and that's, like, the that's their strength. And some people are meant to, like, fight. Mm -hmm. But, like, together, it could work pretty good, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I really want to watch it. I just, like, I haven't gone to the movie. Yeah, I haven't been to the theater since before COVID. But, yeah, I really want to. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is so cool. Yeah. I love her in Star Trek. Have you guys seen Star Trek? Not a Star Trek Discovery is so good. (laughs) I've been meaning to watch that. It's on the list. Honestly, it's really good. Like, if you have the, like, extra, like, Paramount add-on. Like, we don't have it anymore, so we're, like, mm. But she's she's so badass. Also, in Crazy Rich Asians, like, she's just such a good, she's like... She's mom, right? Yeah, yeah. She's such a good, I mean, like... she looks she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I heard there's gonna be a spin-off of Crazy Rich Asians. I heard that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The first one's so good. That's, like, one of my comfort movies that I can just rewatch anytime. Yeah, I like it, too. Yeah. Because you said it's your comfort movie, it's my comfort movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I am other... Yeah. My, my other comfort... I mean, it's... I, it's actually been a while, and I don't know if I can, like... I don't know if I'll feel the same way, but have you seen Mr. Nobody? No. Yeah. Okay, so that's another movie about, like, alternate, like, realities, and, like, it's, like, a very, like, based on, like, very... Like, it's, like, butterfly effect, like, small decisions, and it kind of shows you, like... Wait, the one with the guy from Better Call Saul? Mm. Maybe I think of a different movie. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, this one unfortunately is with Jared Leto. You can bleep oh. out his oh. name when you edit it. Yeah. yeah but it was like before I knew everything yeah. that I know now. Like, I love that movie. Like, I watched it all the time and I would always try to get people to watch it with me. I'm like, you've got to see this. But um, yeah, it's just like it goes through like different, like just alternate realities. But on a better note, Fringe. Do you guys oh, yeah. know Fringe? Yes, I've watched Fringe. Okay, Walternet Realities. Mm-hmm. Okay, is all I have to say. Walternet? Mm-hmm. What's a Walternet? It's like, <laughs> so basically it's like this like scientist who... Okay, never mind, never mind. What? It's, it's a scientist. His name is Walter. Okay, and there's okay. two. Is Fringe streaming anywhere? On yeah, on Amazon like the like oh. IMDb with the commercials, oh. but it's fine. Just watch oh, it with ads. Oh, actually no, it's on HBO. Oh, it's on HBO. It's on HBO. Oh. I think they just like put it on there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. French is really good. It is very good. I'll, I'll have it. to check it out. Yeah, add it to my pop. Are you about to ask a question? I need to get a refill. Yeah, I I have a question. So, what is what are some of like your f- most favorite? 
Monica Yukon Leche moments. Like, I feel like Caldera is probably up there from the way that y'all talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> I would say it's a... I mean, we definitely honed in our accents. <laughs> our British accents, which um, I don't think it would be appropriate to submit here. But no, I feel like it's, it's too much pressure because I know that people are going to listen to this. But it was our British accents, and then we watched Happy Feet. Oh. Have you seen Happy Feet? I have actually not seen Happy Feet, but no. I know what it is. Come on. Okay, no, no, no. no. You need to watch this. Like, you need to watch this movie. It was movie. surprisingly It was good. so good. Yeah. And it has, like, a crazy cast. Like, it's, like, Robin Williams, yeah. Elijah Wood. Yeah. And the penguin's pretty else, cute. It's, it's, it's a cute, cute movie, but, like, it's, like, kind of deep. Like, it has, like, some deep shit in there that I was, like... Like, I was, like, very, very emotional, but, okay, it's, like, the dad mm-hmm. has this, like... Mm, take it easy on me, Ma. <laughs> like, I'm... I was, like, obsessed with it. I could not stop doing that accent with Angela. Um, so that was, like, a pretty good moment. Yeah, that was I fun. think one oh of our, God. like... <laughs> did y'all find the names at Calder? The names? Like, yeah, the, we did. The, yeah. We had some It was help, so cute. Did you leave your names? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was so cute <laughs> and, like, yeah. unexpected. Someone else found the room. Um, okay. It's fine. Did you see our names? Yes. <laughs> I saw so many names yeah, and so I was names. like. Fuck these people. Oh my gosh, no. Just we saw Paul Marin's name. Oh. Angelica. Yeah. Um, Marie. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. I love that. I, I, it felt very special to be there knowing so many artists had come before us okay. and like we'll continue, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just so sweet. I love moments like that. Did yeah. y'all uh, share an A frame? Yeah, we did yeah. share a friend. Oh, so cute. Those freaking cabins are amazing. Like, And it snowed. So, oh. like, we got to see, like... What, uh, mm. what time were you there? March. Okay, March. Yeah. Yeah. It snowed. It snowed but it would there. melt away right yeah. away. Yeah, it, would, it melted day. away really quick. And the, there was even a day where it was, like, 65 and sunny. And the lake is so beautiful. It is. It is. Did y'all have any uh, supernatural experiences? No. No. I said we don't fuck with that. Yeah, we don't. Did you have supernatural experiences? Yeah. I don't. No, no, no. I block it off. If I, like, feel something, I just, like, stay under my covers and just stay there. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, fuck with it. We don't fuck with attic spaces. (laughs) (laughs) We don't fuck with anything that's, like, could be negative energy like that. No. No. I mean, I feel like it doesn't always have to be negative, but I've I've actually just, like, never had an experience like that. I never felt that, like, that energy at Caldera. Maybe no, I'll, ever. Never. No, I've, 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 I've never had like energy. a paranormal like experience. Maybe you're really like closed I, off. To no, maybe like, maybe <laughs> the ghosts just vibe with me. Maybe they just fuck with me. They're like, it's okay. I feel you like I can feel things, but I just have I a wall. You didn't feel anything at Centrum. Rudy was convinced that Centrum was was haunted for real. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I could um, kind of see it. I've never been I there. Felt, I could see. I it. felt a little yeah. like anxious, but I think I'm like. I, I feel like I'm gen, genuinely more scared of r- real life, like, or, like, a lot, like, people who are alive in this physical realm hurting me than I am of, like, ghosts mm-hmm. or, like, past energy and things like that. So I was more scared of, like, you know, like, being by myself and, like, not knowing, like, everyone that's there. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I didn't want to walk alone, like, late at night. Like, I'm more scared of those things than I am of, like, a ghost. Okay. Yeah. So like, and I I'm sure that place is haunted. Like, yeah. 
what was it? It's like a fort. It's a military base or a mm-hmm. fort. Mm-hmm. You know that has mm-hmm. some yeah. energy I, to it. Like, well, whenever I'm on any kind of land that I know is like could be like definitely like indigenous. Like every land, I guess, is indigenous yeah. essentially. But like at Caldera, I always like. Whenever I arrive a place, even if I'm, like, camping, I'm, like, I always say thank you for, like, letting me be here mm. and, like, letting me be a guest, like, um, and I, I like to think that, like, we'll give positive energy or, like, you know, some the good spirits or, like, you know, respect that they would take care of me, you know? Yeah. Not let, because I do, I do believe in spirits. I don't really like to think about it my cousin can see shit though (laughs) the shit she tells me i'm like you gotta stop because when she tells me this stuff it kind of attracts to me where i start feeling energy or like a drawer will open in my house and i'm like girl like you attract so much like energy like that that like if i'm around her too long it will transmit on me and it's like i never see the drawer open but if i'm like in the bathroom open the drawer I'm doing my thing. Don't hear anything. It's closed. And then I'm doing my thing. I open it again. It closes. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's closed. I'm not going to open it Mm -hmm. again. You know, but leave me alone. You know? Yeah, no, I'm getting shivers right now. Well, like, the thing is, I just, like, I think that's why I say I feel like I have a strong shield where I'm like, I'm good. Just don't show me anything. I'm not here to see. I'm I gonna like. I'm her. gonna guide us out of this this realm and back into <laughs> our original question of top maracuja con leche moments, <laughs> yes, which are. I'm gonna say the makeup. I before I forget to say, when we were yeah, doing makeup for our first cute. video, um, we had done like really fun makeup and okay. we were like shaking our booties a little. Oh yeah, we were like we were just jamming <laughs> out. Had the green screen set up. We did like our makeup, and it was like it was just like really fun to shoot a video with someone. Mm-hmm. I've been just shooting videos by myself for a little bit, so that was really sweet. Oh yeah, and then I also remember the time when we were like painting. I took a video of it and put it on Instagram, but like we were painting and you were talking about loafers and how they're classic, oh and we were just like I don't know. Sometimes it's like all these like little like moments that are my favorite where we're just like literally making painting or putting makeup on mm-hmm. but also just like talking about something funny or cute mm-hmm. i don't know i think for me <laughs> for me i mean this was like pr- before we were an official like collaboration but when we were in columbia we went to crepes and waffles it's this restaurant it's my favorite restaurant ever we went like for lunch and dinner like we just like couldn't get enough of it and i just love that like it just for me it's crazy when my worlds collide like when i'm able Mm. to bring like my you know my best friend from portland to columbia to see like my childhood favorite restaurant like that was really special for me and we had it like three times in one day yeah <laughs> like if we were just like couldn't get enough <laughs> it was so good and you know we got maracuja con leche every single time like <laughs> it was just like it was so good and then um, one of my definitely top moments of our collaboration is when we finish our mural mm-hmm. because it had been like a little bit of a struggle mm-hmm. like in the mm-hmm. cold and the winter it took way longer than we anticipated i mean it's a big ass mural like it's not small but to know that like we painted a mural that's in the city for you know however many years like that's a whole mark you know that's like i just that's like that again beyond my wildest dreams as a child like mm-hmm. 
so the fact that like we got to do that together and that it really was like a message that we really wanted to share with the city like with our community that last day like where it was just me and her Mm -hmm. it was just so sweet like i will cherish that forever yeah and i also like to think we made our mark on the city like in a mural kind of sense like because i know both lao and i won't be here in portland forever or like we're not gonna settle down here um, you're not? You're not going to be in Portland forever? No. <laughs> I think, well, I know for me, it's like I need to go to the sun. I'm like a child of the sun, and I need to be there. And Lao has other dreams, but like you said, we'll talk about that later, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious about, um, y'all did a project with Stello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if y'all could chat about that a little bit or tell us about that. So, yeah, we... Um, yeah, we made a mural, like, window ex- installation. Mm-hmm. It was also granted through IPRC. They had reached out to us again to um, participate in just exhibiting work through their windows. Y'all have worked with IPRC a lot, huh? Yeah. 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 We love uh, the IPRC. They, they really are, like, our number one supporter. They really are so supportive of yeah. us. Everyone there is so sweet. Like, mm-hmm. it's so wonderful. You know, I mean, Portland has this it's things that like aren't my favorite but wow it's like so nice to see those community spaces that like Mm -hmm. in florida were just not a thing Mm -hmm. like i mean i mean they might be now but when i was there like there was just nothing like that you know and where artists like come together and it's so community driven we love that yeah but yeah so they like invited us to have um some really big pieces on the windows at Stello before they before their like new space opened and we were really conscious that it was gonna be you know it's like a transited area mm-hmm. so that like we we wanted there to be a message that was that was inspiring that was yeah. like conscious of the land that was when did we do when did it show was it I think it was, it was 2021 2021 yeah. in March or yeah. spring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we just, like, we were really inspired, again, like, by kind of landscapes, but a little bit more abstracted. So we, I think we bro- both broke free a little bit from yeah. our, like, from our styles mm-hmm. into exploring these, like, you know, I don't know. Well, like, I guess it's more, like, flat or like graphic in the sense that like the painting the wall the mural or the window installation that we created was like drafted from all these like abstract paintings that we drew influence from so like um and so basically what we did is like we reinterpreted them like we redrew the lines to those and then colored them in different ways Mm -hmm. and when we did that it created a new landscape yeah new new compositions and like and they're also flatter colors which we usually work with like really like watercolor there's like like a lot of texture and these were a lot like they were more flat and i feel like we were more focused on like color which is nice to just mm-hmm. like have to focus on like one thing and it's not it just like, like form and texture too. and yeah yeah and um it was also like really fun to paint at like a large scale um together on paper um and then we we were thinking like we, we both write a lot like 
in our practices and we took um like a poem that i wrote Mm -hmm. during 2020 when i'm like contemplating you know identity as it relates to nationality or borders and like dreaming of a world without those borders Mm -hmm. without those like constraints especially when they're like where we feel like we don't want to be bound by the borders especially made by like white men you know so it was just really sweet like to get to like share that that message and it was up for a while like it was actually up for a lot longer than we had originally thought which was um it was just sweet you know and and i hope that when people walk by there that they left with a little something new or a a different perspective about things i think that like when we were working on it or like the last day that we had finished or worked on it um or installed it this person who was like i I feel like worked for the city as like um like they clean the streets a little bit Mm -hmm. like uh yeah just like keeping maintenance of the park and he was like whoa i like that like i gotta take a picture of that yeah it was really sweet it was like he just like really resonated for him so i think yeah or i like to think that we impacted more than just the one person you know yeah yeah so it's 2022 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what what's next for maracuyo like what does the future of this collaboration look like yeah i mean i think right now That's my question. Okay. Oh. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. You can start over. You can start over. You're absolutely right. Collaboration, collaboration. You did so much better, so. Oh. I should have said anything. I should have said anything. I was like, do we have a technical issue? Yeah, I lifelong collaboration that will go in its like ebbs and flows depending on how is ebbs and flows the right word i yeah. don't know or yeah angela Wait. sometimes just says stuff <laughs> i love it i really do man that, oh man am i gonna miss that i mean i gotta be honest sometimes i do too i love yeah, it i, I just sense. i talk yeah, and i tune myself yeah out. and people it's put, so if good if you're confident they they they're, believe yeah, they're like yeah, yeah sure language is made up um but yeah, I, was, I just feel like, you know, with like, you know, we are limited by time sometimes or mm-hmm. like in in some cases, maybe foreshadowing like distance. But um, I like to think this will be a lifelong practice that whenever we get the opportunity to work together, we just do. Yeah, because that's I how so it too. has been like yeah. too you know yeah i think like right now we're just like working on editing our video and like mm-hmm. you know feeling out how it'll get shared with the world and like we're really excited about this one i feel like uh, we're doing things differently like i think we are even even for me like as far as like video editing it was really fun to like dream up these things that you know i haven't done before in video yet and like exploring that with angela is really fun so Mm -hmm. we're gonna put out our next video that we're really excited about and um you know i think like with distance like a lot of that can inform the work like i 
I mean, it might push us to like find more innovative ways on how to view a collaboration, you know? What do you mean by distance? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm... Drum roll. Um, I am moving out of Portland after seven years of living here in August because I'm going... (laughs) I'm going to Yale... Um, I'm sorry, where? <laughs> Yale. Oh. Um, yes, I am going to Yale to um, complete my graduate studies in the painting and printmaking program, which, uh, I mean, Angela can tell you, it took a really long time for me to even be able to mm-hmm. say it out loud. It just feels so crazy. Yeah. Um, and actually, so I had to, like, make my grad school decisions when I was at Caldera. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to, like, yeah. I had to pick. And I don't know what I would have done if I hadn't been there with Angela. Like, I, like, I really, I don't know. Like, it's just so good to be able to, like, fully express why it was difficult for me to make a decision. Mm-hmm. And that Angela knows, like Angela knows where I'm coming from, like why why it was difficult, and she is just so comforting and so accepting, and so patient because I know that it's it's not it's not pleasant sometimes when someone is just like so indecisive and so emotional about it. But she really was just so comforting and just made me feel like it was gonna be okay yeah. no matter what, no matter where I chose to go that that I was, you know, making my dreams come true regardless, so. And, you know, like, proud mom moment. (laughs) Like, not only did she get into Yale, she got into Carnegie Mellon. What? With a full ride. And SAIC with a full ride. (laughs) And so, I don't know. I think I'm just really proud of you and, like, all the things you're going to do. Like, I don't know. Like, we talked earlier. Like, I know that one day like you are gonna achieve your dreams and yeah. i'd be so fortunate to just see you get there like you know <laughs> yeah thanks and, babe yeah and um you know as an alum from yale mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> let me just say that you're going to feel overwhelmed when you get there because that campus is crazy gothic scary or whatever mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna have moments where you'll feel imposter syndrome and you'll think, do I belong here? Rest assured, you are surrounded by idiots. You belong there <laughs> just as much as anybody else. Oh, thank you. That's what my therapist tells me every week. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna do amazing. None of us are shocked. Like, oh, no, I, like not at all. all. Not, not even at a all. little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for you. Thank you're going to you kill so it. Much. I know uh, I'm going to look up in a few years and you're going to be this big name Aww. in a major museum. Yeah. So. Thank you so much. I I just feel like so supported and like thankful to have met you. Like I don't even know if you like uh, like realize the impact that you made in my practice like I'm so emotional. <laughs> okay. Okay, so for the listeners, the Nat Turner Project um, curated my my first my first show that really was like 
something that I was like, holy shit, like I'm, I feel so proud of the work that I put out. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, during my undergrad and in y'all's like graduate studies in the Falcon, what floor was it? Third floor. Third floor, Third floor bathrooms. Like <laughs> it was just, I don't know. I, that informed everything I made after. Everything. I had never really, you know, put all of these mediums together and I was, you know, documenting pieces of a, of a fragmented history mm-hmm. and, it, and it was putting all of those things together and, and I continued that format till now, you know, that I, I felt supported from you, like, in, in every year that I've been in Portland. There's been you know you you guys reach out and you you know you stay present with like what we're doing and you invited us and i'm just so thankful well i i i would just like to say i i feel thankful to have met you and known you um i think that your work is really inspirational i'm also inspired by your collaboration um you very much feel to me like creative soulmates and that's yes. that's a once in a lifetime thing so cherish yeah. that um yeah but sometimes it feels like weird to not not weird to acknowledge but like yeah when people say it or see it it's like yeah maybe there is something yeah. here, you know Cause like <laughs> i feel like others see it more than sometimes i or I see it. Yeah, know? even like, people that like it. even people that just meet us. Yeah. Like, you know, that haven't known us or know like everything that mm-hmm. we've done together, they can just like feel it. Yeah. And, and it makes it like makes it more real or like a little reminder that it, it is really mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with everything that Melanie said. Um, yeah, y'all, y'all both are, like, badass. Um, your collaboration is really, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, like, trying not to cry. Oh, man. Just from, like, hearing you talk. And it's like, I need to go out and get myself, like, a best friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, maybe the ones I have are, like, cutting it. I was like, Some, like, angry phone You're calls just... to make. I was like, you never do this <laughs> But maybe that's like my problem. That's like why I'm not. We're gonna get so many angry letters from your friends. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I think there is something really like magical with you all too. The way you like love and support each other is like really like amazing and beautiful and like inspirational. And it makes me want to be like more gentle. Makes me want to have more compassion for Melanie. Um, It's just like all these things that are super amazing. And so it's not just, like, the way you treat each other, which is, like, beautiful and amazing, but then, like, you also, like, are making this cool art Mm -hmm. from it Mm -hmm. and, like, in all these different, like, things that, like, I'm particularly interested in and, like, world building and, like, Mm -hmm. portrait and stuff like that. So, yeah, like, I think it's really cool and it's really exciting and I look forward to, like, the art you're currently making, the art you'll make in the future. Um, I'm excited for this new video Mm y'all have been talking about. and then, yeah, like, hang out with y'all. It's been super cool. And just seeing your, your chemistry, the way you, like, rip them off each other. Um, friendship's real. Um, connections are real. Twin flames. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to get mushy, so I'll stop there. <laughs> too late. Too late. <laughs> no, that was um, very sweet, Max. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah. like, 
yeah i mean i also feel so inspired by both of you individually as artists like you with your installations like your fibers installations your printmaking your comics like your your world building like and then max like i just think about your thesis being at your thesis and hearing your your speech i was like mind blown i was like look at Look at Max being a little <laughs> genius over there. Because you, there is so much, like, mythology and these, like, new worlds that... Or worlds that you've, like, broken through to build new ones mm. in your work that is just so amazing and has been continually inspiring me. So it's so... It just feels so surreal that we're all in this room right now. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, they go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and now it's time for the segments. Yeah. So first up, um, Seely's glass of water for people who are doing the most with the absolute least. Oh, Mr. Talking Trash about Shug. Folks don't like nobody being too proud or too free. no more than a juke joint Jezebel. So today's Seely's glass of water is a little bit of a throwback, all the way to the year 2016. So recently it has been leaked, putting leaked in quotes here, that the Supreme Court of the United States, or SCOTUS for those of us who don't want to waste too many syllables on this particular institution, is on the verge of a decision that will overturn Roe versus Wade. They later confirmed the leak to be legitimate. I felt a lot of things when I first heard this. Rage denial, more rage, desolate sadness, guilt, but also, most of all, yet more rage. It is a complicated and multi-layered rage, but at the moment, I'm angry at the duplicitous, hypocritical jackasses who, one, voted Donald Trump into office, and two, have the nerve to act shocked and surprised at what has happened. Recently, a student of mine commented that this shift seems sudden and I had to take a moment to correct him and remind the entire class that this, in fact, is the opposite of sudden. This decision is decades in the making, the result of an incredibly myopic and single-minded long game of the GOP that involves systemic and economic violence, manipulation, misinformation, and cheating, all under the blanket of a two-party structure which favors them. But all of this plotting and scheming came to the ultimate and, some may say, inevitable conclusion in November of 2016, when a significant portion of this here United States decided to put a failed businessman slash reality TV personality slash deviant in the White House. A lot has been written about the people who made this choice, humanizing them and citing their economic disenfranchisement as the reasoning and implying that this was a choice of the uneducated white working class. This is a lie. White people across multiple classes and levels of education made this choice. Yes, because of economic distress, but also because of fiscal conservatism, or tax reasons, or immigration concerns, or because they were disappointed in Obama's inability to play the magical Negro. You don't hear a lot about some of these folks because they say a lot of things in public which would indicate otherwise. A lot of coded language created for the sole purpose of deflection and subterfuge. But when it was them, alone behind that closed curtain, their true beliefs checked those boxes many of those beliefs well against their own self-interests. And that was the death knell of our civil rights. 
The person they chose put three people on SCOTUS, three, one of whom is a rapist, the other an incompetent ornament. This was planned and slow and long, and they got exactly what they needed. And so here we are, about to lose one more piece of our bodily autonomy. Just another on the list that has been swiftly checking off since then. And in public, some of the same people who put us here, who checked those boxes, have the nerve to act appalled and outraged that we are in this moment. This is worse than when Bishop murdered Rahim and then went to his funeral and cried to his mother. Diabolical. Either these people are so stupid that they didn't follow the natural conclusion of that choice they made six years ago, or they are so enamored with the idea of a public face of solidarity that they are willing to lie about their beliefs in order to keep up the pretenses. Moron or sociopath, none of those options provide me any comfort. So to those quiet voters of 2016, I offer a solid fuck you. I hope you get yours, and good, with as little collateral damage as possible. Though it definitely feels far too late for that. Damn, Melanie, you did it again. <laughs> I try. Now it's time for... Just a Facts with Max. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stating facts, 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 facts. Richard Bruce Nougat, 1906 to 1987. Nougat was a writer, artist, and actor during the Harlem Renaissance. He explored issues of sexuality and black identity in his work. His avant-garde story, Smoke Lilies and Jade, is thought to be the first explicitly gay story published by a black writer. I'm stating facts, 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 facts. Damn, Max, I had no idea. That is amazing information. I had to bust out the St. John's Almanac for that one. (laughs) All right, so now we have come to the end of our conversation, and it's time for parting words. Um, I'll go first. Um, I would like to thank Lau and Angela for joining us um, in person for the first time in like a year? In Black Hole Studios. In Black Hole Studios. Um, It's been amazing seeing your faces in real time (laughs) Um, and just hearing hearing you talk about your work and your collaboration just once again renews my faith in art and the importance of art and Mm -hmm. how you both talk about how it's affected your, your life and your world. It's just a really important reminder for me. So thank you for that. Um, thank you, Max, for being a kick-ass partner in crime and art, as per usual. Um, none of this is possible without you, so. Aww. Thank you for inviting us. It's really special. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. I will cherish this moment for forever. I'm, we're so lucky to be part of, like, such a like groundbreaking project that is the Nat Turner project. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are amazing. What you've done in Portland is just I mean, you're you're setting up a space for for artists continuously every year and it's just it's it's a it's a dream to even be here right now. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, um Marakuya Conleche for visiting us, Angela, Laura um, it's been super cool hanging out with you, chatting with y'all. Thank you, Melanie, as always, holding it down, providing the space and all the cables mm-hmm. and cords <laughs> and alcohol. Yes. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. It's been a lot of fun. It's been 
with the other words like it's not just fun but it makes my heart feel really full mm-hmm. um so i really appreciate that i appreciate y'all collaboratively individually um i've appreciated this day and yeah thank you to to our guests my co-hosts and thank you to our listeners good night y'all good night good y'all. night good night all right that was like two hours huh? wow